Hey friend, are you struggling to find consistent paid speaking gigs? Do you want to know the exact six steps that you can take to find and book more paid speaking opportunities in 2024? Well, we want to make that easy for you. We've created a new free resource with the help of Dan Irvin, one of our highly successful speakers on our team. Dan has booked over $100,000 in paid speaking gigs in the last few years, and his six-step process is going to help you maximize your chances of getting booked and paid to speak in any industry. You're going to learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, and proposal emails and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps and we're going to send you this 18-page guide straight to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps and you're going to get that free guide. Hey, thanks for listening. You're awesome. Hey, what's up, friends? Grant Baldwin here. So good to have you here with us today for a special bonus episode of the Speaker Lab podcast. So in today's bonus, uh, I'm going to show you 22 ways to market yourself so that you can get booked and paid to speak. Now, this is actually a blog post that we just released on the site at thespeakerlab.com. Make sure you go check it out there. Uh, so this is basically the audio transcript of that. All right. So it's me going through the entire blog post there. So again, if you want to follow along with it, again, go check out uh, thespeakerlab.com and you can see this blog post. But uh, uh, in this episode, in this blog post, and in this recording, we're going to cover a bunch of good stuff, uh, including why it's important to have a solid presence on social media, ins and outs of podcasting, demo reels, email marketing, online courses, much, much, much more. I'm also going to discuss how relationships matter when it comes to establishing your expertise and online presence. We're going to talk about the importance of being a cheerleader for others, building a strong team around you, uh, and then making sure that you're connecting with people who are going to champion your efforts and your successes. There's just a, there's a lot of stuff here in this bonus episode, so let's jump right right in. Here are my top 22 ways to market yourself so that you can get booked and paid to speak. Enjoy. All right, Graham Baldwin here from the Speaker Lab. And today I'm going to show you 22 ways to market yourself so you can get booked and paid to speak. You ready? All right, let's go. Number one, you want to be active on social media. Now we know, we know you're probably already on social media, right? And chances are that that's the case, but we might as well start with some low hanging fruit for you. You see from 2005 to 2010, websites and blogs, they really ruled the day as readers and followers would come to you for your thoughts and ideas. But over the last decade, social media has really shifted the paradigm to the point where your fans now expect you to come to them. So where do those interactions happen? Well, they happen on social media, of course. So keeping an active social media presence can be a full-time job in and of itself. And in some cases it actually is. So you have to have a plan going into it. You want to know which platforms you want to focus on and utilize them to consistently get your message out there. You want to aim for quality over quantity in terms of which platforms you use. It's better be amazing at one social media platform and absent on the rest of them versus being mediocre at three or four of them. Now, if you're having trouble knowing which one or ones to focus on, you want to ask yourself which one you have more energy or passion for. So if you find Facebook to be a drag, but you love Instagram, you may want to stick to the one that you are passionate about and where your audience is located. At the end of the day, a poorly run social media account will do more damage than good. So don't just create accounts as placeholders that quickly get abandoned. You want to find your strengths, focus on them, and social media will be an amazing way to get your brand and your message out there. Number two, start a YouTube channel. Do you hate being on video and dread the idea of having a YouTube channel? Well, if so, you may want to skip this section. It's hard to watch videos of someone who's uncomfortable and awkward on camera. So if you don't want to do it, don't do it. It's not that difficult. Now, 
If you're not great at it, but you want to get better at it, then by all means, you want to give it a shot. You don't have to publicize your channel at all. Just keep posting videos, keep learning from your mistakes. And if you start to see huge improvement, 30 videos in, let's say, you can always remove the old ones and reshoot them if you want. YouTube is an amazing place to share your message and grow your customer base. And the barrier to entry is very low. If you're just getting started, don't worry about an expensive camera and lighting rigs, that sort of thing. Just hit the record button on your phone. Start sharing your brilliant ideas with the world. Why? Because YouTube is a great place to host content for your live talks, including your demo video. Outside of Google, it is the most searched uh, search engine, most used search engine. There we go. Let's go with that. It's the most world's most used search engine. So it's a great place to be discovered. Number three, launch a podcast. If you love the idea of getting your message to the masses, but hate being on ca camera, a podcast may be a great vehicle for you. Podcasts are relatively easy to start and launch as there are a bunch of great tutorials online about how to get them going. Here at the Speaker Lab, we use Libsyn to host our podcast. You can find many other companies who offer similar packages to store and distribute your files. Keep in mind that another benefit from hosting a podcast is the networking you can do. Quick side note here, this is uh, actually one of the biggest reasons why uh, I really enjoy doing our podcast and how it's made such a big difference for uh, us here at the company. What you want to do is invite people you'd like to meet to be a guest on your podcast, and you've got a better chance of them accepting than if you might have asked them to, uh, to hang out for a cup of coffee. Remember, there's no right way to do a podcast. Your episode can be two hours long. It can be 12 minutes long. You can have conversations with guests or do more monologue and solo style. You can post your audio without much editing or go for slick production values. You want to make choices that work for you and dive in. You're going to get better as you go and your world will open up with each new episode that you drop. Number four is you want to be a guest on other podcasts. Now, most podcasts with a host talks with a guest format are dying to find new guests to talk to and are and lucky for them, you'd love to come on and add value for their audience. Research podcasts in a handful of different fields directly and indirectly related to your message and send them a quick note, uh, but not before listening to at least one of their episodes to get a flavor for the show. Let them know why you might be a good fit and why you'd love the chance to share. You want to be polite and humble and thank them even if you get a no. Now, when you get a yes, you want to look for ways to maximize your appearance. So you may consider setting up a custom URL on your website to give away something of value for their listeners. Ask for permission to partner on a giveaway where you can collect email addresses or build buzz. A lot of different things that you could do. Then ultimately, you want to knock it out of the park on your appearance. So when it goes well, follow up a few weeks later, letting them know you'd love to do it again in the future. Number five is you want to upgrade your demo video. Now we've written about this on the Speaker Lab before, but a great demo video consists of four parts. Number one, hook me, where you're going to captivate your audience from the start. Number two, show me, where you're going to show yourself speaking in front of an audience. Number three, prove me, where you're going to use testimonials to prove your effectiveness. And number four, you're going to close the sale and give a clear call to action. If your demo video hits all those checkpoints, well done. Congratulations. If not, you may want to consider upgrading it to use that format. Now, for those who don't have a demo video yet, you can consider putting together a plan to get one done in the next month or two. You want to consider hiring an editor to create one from the footage that you have, or you can learn how to do it within something like iMovie and doing it yourself. If you don't have footage and you don't have any events coming up where you can get footage, you can actually still put together a demo video. In fact, uh, we've linked together to a, a demo video that speaker Brian Elaine put together before he had booked any gigs. Barred a room, used an iPhone to record from a couple different angles and edited the footage on iMovie. Remember, it doesn't have to be perfect. A C plus demo video is better than no demo video at all. 
Number six is you want to get testimonials for your website and social media. Few things make a more lasting impression on others than the social proof of testimonials. And you really think about it, almost uh, everything is marketed with some form of testimonial. So if you look at books, they have uh, back cover blurbs, Amazon pages have reviews, infomercials have real customers talking about their products, movie commercials feature critic scores, and so on and so on and so on. There's no reason why you shouldn't have testimonials for your speaking business as well, even if you are just getting started. Now, if you are, uh, if you're, let's see, no, no, there we go. For those who have done uh, multiple gigs, you want to reach out to the event planner that booked you to see if they will give you a quote. While you don't want to write it out for them, feel free to offer it offer to help them craft it or grab it from over the phone uh, if they seem like they want to help but are reluctant to committing to writing it out. If you have some gigs coming up on the horizon, you want to make a formal or informal request for a testimonial before the event happens. So something like, hey, if the event goes well, would it be okay with me following up for a short two to three sentence testimonial? Very few event planners will deny that request. Now, what if you don't have event planners to ask because of limited experience? Well, here's some other ways to get testimonials. You can reach out to other speakers who are familiar with your presentation, potentially ask for a blurb. You can connect with other experts in your field and see if they will give you a testimonial that speaks to your level of expertise. You can also look for respected mentors, community leaders, and others who can speak to your character, work ethic, and passion. All right, let's keep cruising on. Number seven, create written content for your website and social media. Between emails and text, humans are writing more than ever before. If writing is something that you're good at and you're looking for a way to market yourself and stand out above the crowd, consider creating consistently good written content. Some social media platforms will limit the amount of characters that you can share at one time, but you can still tailor your writing for whatever channel you are using. Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn are all fantastic places to share your ideas through your writing. You can also do threaded tweets on Twitter, which can be used to share longer ideas. Blogs aren't uh, as popular as they once were, but many speakers still use them to effectively deliver value to market their ideas. Email marketing is another way to create and deliver written content that is gaining popularity. Again, thanks to platforms such as Substack and Medium. If you hate writing, it's not a strength for you. There's no reason to torture yourself. You can look for other ways to share your ideas. But if you enjoy writing, take advantage of it to get yourself out there. All right, number eight. Number eight is to attend conferences and gatherings. Now, prior to 2020, this is one of the best pieces of advice you could receive because in-person conferences were a fantastic way to expand your network and make lasting impressions. Uh, Tim Ferriss, who's a best-selling author and podcaster, he had used conferences and trade shows to build momentum for his first book, The 4-Hour Workweek, which went on to become a number one New York Times bestseller. He says that trade shows can be, even for a solo entrepreneur, the best single use of time in a given year. Now, while most social gatherings have been put on pause because of the COVID-19 pandemic, they're likely to become more prevalent again. And when they do, you should strongly consider them as part of your marketing plan. That way you can make connections, exchange business cards, attend workshops and keynotes, networks during happy hours and uh, do just as much, if not more, listening than you do talking. You can also use social media to make connections before the event that you can follow up on on site and always follow up after the event to keep the conversation going. Connections that you make at conferences may not lead to big things in the short term, but the seeds planted in new relationships will lead you to opportunities down the road, some of which you will never see coming. Number nine is to consistently interact with leaders in your space. It's about, you've heard this quote before, it's about who you know, not what you know. And that's what we've been told time and time again, and for good reason, because there is a lot of truth to it. 
But what if you don't know many leaders in your space? You want to look for ways to make small, consistent connections with them. You can send them encouraging DMs, asking nothing in return, share their content on social media, leave positive comments to their posts. The idea is that over time, they're going to get used to seeing your name come up and will be used to associating it with a positive experience. Will that ever lead to an amazing opportunity? Well, it could, maybe, maybe not. But even if it doesn't, you'll also be catching the eye of others who follow the, the leaders as well. And as you do the work to slowly become a leader yourself, those small positive interactions could add up to something significant. Number 10 is you want to be a positive contributor in groups online and offline. All right, pop quiz here. If I were to ask you to think of a few of the most positive people in your life, how long would it take for you to come up with a few names? Probably not long, right? Positive people leave lasting impressions on us because we love the way that they make us feel. You stand out in a crowd by being that positive person in the spaces in which you want to market yourself, whether it's on social media and real life or via email. You want to look for ways to encourage and inspire others with positivity. If you're in a Facebook group, don't be the person who's always raining on everyone's parade. You want to be the person who's the first to celebrate others' wins. At the end of the day, people want to work with people they like. Be intentionally positive in your actions and personal and group settings and watch how it changes the way that you feel and the way that people feel about you. Number 11, get more focused with your messaging and audiences. Getting hyper-focused with your message and intended audience can be a scary proposition. Why narrow down the list of topics that you can speak on and the list of people that you can speak to? Well, the answer is because the more focused you can get, the greater your chances of connecting with someone who is looking for the exact thing you're doing. If you tell me that, that what you do as a speaker is you speak to women about being more efficient, you've cast such a broad net that likely you're not going to catch anyone. Now, how do you narrow that down? What, if, uh, what about if you focus on women in corporate jobs or moms or single moms or business women in their 30s? By narrowing the focus, you're going to exclude some, but you'll start to have a tighter target to focus on. The same thing can be said for your message as well. Are you helping women to be more efficient in their jobs or at home or with their calendars or with their to-do list? If you focus on a smaller target, you're going to find deeper connections. To finish this example, think of the possible combinations you could focus on. Thinking about something like, I help single moms make smarter to-do lists that they can crush every day. Or I help working moms take control of their calendar to take control of their lives. Or I help women in the arts with the business of their art. The goal as a speaker is that you want someone to hear about your message and say, that is exactly what I've been looking for. When you have a broad message like I inspire and, motiv and motivate entrepreneurs, chances are that no one's going to have that type of passionate reaction. You want to get more focused, narrow down your message, and watch your marketing efforts resonate like never before. All right, number 12. Create an online course. Now, online courses have grown in popularity over the last five years, but by no means is the market saturated to the point where this isn't an option for you. If you have valuable content that will teach, inspire, or improve someone else's life or business, an online course is a great option. Online courses can take many forms, but the most popular are video courses. Strong production value can increase the price folks are willing to pay, but by no means is it a requirement. In a post-COVID-19 world where Zoom meetings have become ubiquitous, people have come to accept mediocre video quality as acceptable. That being said, should you have the means to record something that looks like high-end in terms of light, video, and production quality, you absolutely should. There are hundreds of platforms out there that you can use, host, used to host, to 
distribute and sell your online course. Uh, at the Speaker Lab, we like Thinkific, uh, but we've also seen people have success with Udemy, Zippy Courses, Kajabi, and Teachable. If you have a solid following on social media or a decent sized email list, you may be able to monetize those lists by offering the course to them. If your list of potential customers is on the smaller side, you may consider offering a first look discount on the course to limit the to a limited number of people. These people can prepay and help fund creation of the course in exchange for the lowest price that anyone will pay. All right, number 13, capitalize on natural moments in the calendar connected to what you do. The two best apps on your calendar to figure out the natural moments in the calendar that you can take advantage of are your calendar app and your photos app. First, scroll through every month on your calendar. Take note of holidays and seasons that you love the most. Do any of those line up with your content, with your ideas? If you speak about organization, build some momentum uh, around back to school time. If you speak about productivity and goals, you want to use the momentum of the new year to catapult some of your best content. Figure out when your ideas will have the most impact and plan to launch them at the best time. You're going to catch most of those natural moments of the year with your calendar app, but a quick scroll through your photos app might also give you a few ideas as well. It will remind you of the trips that you took and events that you attended. It might give you some ideas for how you can market your ideas and content in a natural way. Number 14 is to create mini events, series, projects to build hype. People love little projects. So take advantage of this by creating a series of videos, written content, or social media posts that hook people in. You can dedicate a whole month to something like 31 days to being a consistent journaler or speaking September, 30 ideas to make you better on stage or financial freedom, February, 28 days to a better budget. You can also pick a day of the week to market your ideas. So weight loss Wednesdays or five minute life hack Fridays or uh, Monday's momentum thought of the week. Think small and focus and create something that will highlight you and your message in a bite-sized and serialized way. Number 15 is to utilize email marketing. Email may be one of the oldest forms of marketing on the internet, but it's still probably one of the best. Why? Because email addresses are platform independent. If Facebook or Instagram were to shut down tomorrow, all of those friends and follower accounts would be instantly useless. Just ask those folks who were influencers on Vine before it was shuttered in 2017. Email, on the other hand, isn't going anywhere. And while you may have to compete with the noise in everyone's inbox, getting permission to send someone an email is a great way to deliver value and build a connection with contacts. You've probably heard of many of the big email management platforms like MailChimp, ConvertKit, Constant Contact, and Drip. Do your homework to compare pricing and features. Go with the one that, that looks best for your needs. If you're ever having trouble uh, choosing between two or three, you can ask a trusted friend who uses one uh, as they may be able to give you a recommendation as well as best practice practices for getting the most out of it. As for your email strategy, you want to deliver value through your emails whenever you can. Use your own voice as if you were writing to a friend. You want people to see your name in their inbox and be excited to open the email, not be annoyed before they even read it. You can also grow your email list by offering your best content, uh, which we're going to talk about in just a second, and being consistent with it. All right, number 16, be okay giving away your best stuff. Giving away valuable information for free is never easy to do, but never forget that money isn't the only resource that can be exchanged. Giving away great information in the form of a PDF in exchange for an email address, for example, can turn an interested follower into a potential customer down the road. Hosting free Facebook Live webinars may not make you any money directly, but they can increase your network and raise awareness of who you are and what it is that you do. You don't want to give everything away, of course, so 
You need, but you need to show people that you are capable of providing value. Here's what entrepreneur Gary Vaynerchuk has to say about giving away your best stuff for free. He says, quote, giving away my best content for free has been my gateway drug so, so, to so many amazing opportunities. So many people have a wealth of, of ideas that they can pull from and just aren't doing it, end quote. Giving, keep giving away some of your best stuff and creating even better stuff and watch your influence grow. Number 17 is to create more connection points by getting personal and trivial. Here's what we mean by that. Every brand entrepreneur artist has to draw the line on what they will and won't share personally. And as a speaker, you're going to have to do the same thing. For those of you who lean towards sharing as few things as possible, you may consider getting a little bit more personal to create more connection points with your audience. Now, there are a few ways that you can get more personal. And honestly, sharing details about your family and your past experiences aren't always the right move. You must exercise caution and wisdom when sharing these type of details, but when done right, they can help you to market yourself. Showing people that you've been married for 15 years or that you're a mother of three makes you more human and gives you more dimension. You're not just that person speaking on stage about creating a winning culture, but you're also the person who is helping to lead a family of five at home. Sharing passions and hobbies is another great way to show more about who you are, while at the same time creating connection points for others to latch onto. Whether it's golf or running, reading, hiking, working out, metal detecting, or coin collecting, sharing the things that you are passionate about will develop instant connections with some of your audience. Finally, don't be afraid to get trivial with what it is that you share about yourself. Share about some of your favorite pet peeves or your favorite type of cheese or your favorite uh, vacation spot, three foods that you won't eat, your favorite season of the year, and other of these trivial details. Making connections with this type of whimsical information can be a great way to help others to see you in a better light and to pay more attention to what it is that you're doing. Now, for those who like to live like an open book and share everything, the ability to make a lot of connection points exists. But remember that once it's online, it exists forever. So uh, be cautious about that. Number 18 is to lean into being yourself, your passions, your strengths, your dislikes, your weaknesses. It's easy to see what others are doing online and think that your path to success has to mimic theirs. But the reality is, is that your biggest advantage is being uniquely you. When you identify the things that you are good at and you lean into, you operate from a place of strength. Author Jonathan Milligan says that the more you can be yourself, the more you stand out. The other side of that coin is knowing when you stop wasting time and energy on your weaknesses, there will always be tasks and responsibilities in our businesses that are not our favorite, but you need to determine which of those are necessary and which are ancillary. For instance, you may hate writing up and sending client invoices, but without that crucial part of your business, you won't get paid. Outside of hiring someone else to handle it for you, this is something that you're going to have to grin and bear regardless of whether it's your strength or weakness. Now, maybe, however, you've been trying to write a, a one-page blog post per week and it's your least favorite thing to do because it takes you so long, you're never happy with the finished product. You'd much rather spend your time recording a YouTube video because it feels more natural to you. This is a perfect area to lean away from your weaknesses and lean into a strength. Just because someone told you years ago that you need to have a blog or just because you need to, uh, because someone you follow blogs every week doesn't mean that you, you need to. Lisa Cummings, a, a career advice expert puts it this way. You have to stop trying to teach fish to climb trees. That's a good line. Chart your own course based on your strengths and weaknesses, and you'll not only find more fulfillment in your marketing efforts, but you'll probably find more success too. Number 19 is to be a cheerleader for others. If you want a way to stand up in the crowd while also making yourself feel better, be a cheerleader for other people in your space. 
It's so easy to view our relationships, both in real life and on social media as transactional, always, always wondering what someone can do for us. You can stand out simply by reaching out to someone with no expectation of anything in return. And the next time someone in your space shares about a win that they had, try these five words. I'm so happy for you. I'm going to pause for a second here and share a quick story. Um, my daughter and I, my oldest daughter, we, her and I really enjoy watching the show Shark Tank. And whenever someone gets a deal and they're celebrating as an entrepreneur, uh, the, the, the line I always say that she teases me about is I say, good for them, good for them. Be happy for other people. When you let someone know that their joy has brought you joy, the positivity will make you both feel better. Will it lead to a stronger connection and potential work down the road? Possibly, but even if it doesn't directly lead to a gig, it will help others see you as an encouraging, positive voice in your space. Number 20 is to be vulnerable. Share losses as much as wins. It's so easy to curate your talks and social media profiles with success stories and big wins, but don't be afraid to show some of your losses too. We already know that you're not perfect, but if you can show us that you're willing to laugh at yourself and learn from your mistakes, your reliability will win you even more fans. Now, one note of caution here is to always use wisdom as you share your lowlights. Be careful not to besmirch someone else in the process and to consider getting permission from someone if their face or likeness is involved in the story. Be vulnerable, laugh at yourself, Tell us how you learned a lesson the hard way so that we don't have to, and we will be forever grateful. Number 21 is to be consistent and follow through. If you say you're going to drop a new podcast on Tuesdays, do it. If you promise two new blog posts per month, make it happen. If you have an active, if you want to have an active social media presence, don't go three weeks at a time without updating it. It takes time to build trust in the online space. So don't make promises that you don't plan on following through on. Be the speaker who always sends the follow-up email. Be the speaker who consistently engages with people in your space, adding value and being positive. Be the speaker who delivers or over-delivers on what it is that they promise. No one wants to work with someone who is untrustworthy or flaky. So be consistent and follow through. Number 22, build a great team around you and utilize them. Behind most speakers is an amazing team helping them make it happen. Now, if you're just getting started in your speaking career or if speaking is just a side hustle for you, having a team might be more of a long-term goal than a current reality. And if that's you, that's okay. That's totally fine. As your speaking business grows, take note of the tasks that you like and don't like and which ones you excel at. If you ever get to the point where you can start building a team, you'll know which tasks you want to help with because they are not in your strengths profile or because they don't bring you energy. I say this all the time to my team, but the success that we've had over the years at the Speaker Lab is not because it's the Grant Baldwin Show. Our success is due to the amazing team members that we have that are dedicated to our mission to help speakers find clarity, confidence, and a clear path to make an impact. If you're interested in seeing how our team can help you, I would encourage you to book a call with our team. We'd love to chat with you. We know we can help turn your passion and experience into highly paid speaking engagement because we've been doing it for years with hundreds and thousands of speakers just like you. All right, there you go. Hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Speaker Lab Podcast. And before you take off, don't forget if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a rating and review within iTunes. We read every single one of those. It helps, it helps other people to find the show. Listen, we, we don't charge anything for you to listen to these. We don't have any ads or anything. We do this because we want to serve and support speakers like you. So one small favor we ask of you is that you would leave us some type of a rating and review. Again, we really, really do appreciate that. If you're looking for more help, support as a speaker as you build and grow your business at whatever stage you're at, don't forget to check out thespeakerlab.com, thespeakerlab.com. We got a ton of free resources and tools over there. So again, check it out over at thespeakerlab.com. 
All right, my friends, that wraps up today's episode. We appreciate you hanging out with us. We'll catch you next time. You're awesome.